The Carmichael Dave Show. He's on the microphone when he's not on the microphone. He's playing a song, and when he's not playing a song, he's on the microphone, and then boom! With Jason Ross. No, he didn't! Yes, he did! Call or text at 916-339-1140. It's the Carmichael Dave Show with Jason Ross on Sacktown Sports. It's Super Bowl week. We're Super Bowling all over the place. Everything's Super Bowl. Katie Christensen will join us at 8, though. That's Kings. Emil Fergus will join us live from Vegas. And it's nice to step back each and every week and talk to our dear friend and former Sacramento King and current head coach of the UC Davis basketball Aggies, though on the only Jim Les. Good morning, coach. It's Dave and Jason. How are you? Good morning, man. How are we doing? I'm nervous. I'm just, I'm a mess. Niners playing Sunday, Jim. I just, I'm being honest. It's, it's a mess. I'm, I, I I don't know what to do with my hands. I'm thinking (laughs) of food to make. I I just, I don't know what to do. I, I thought you'd be nervous about the trap game coming off an East coast road trip and the Pistons coming to town. You know what? And this is why coach, this is why if, if, if for some reason you ever get tired of coaching, you can just slide into any analyst role or radio show (laughs) you want, because you, you just, you just picked off my first question, which was going to be about the Kings. It was going to be about tonight's game against the Pistons. And I would say the Kings are notorious for being not great uh, when they come back first home game from a road trip. But I, I, I think a lot of teams are like that. And as somebody who went through that grind, why is it that it just seems like I can guarantee you Gary Gerald will at some point in the third quarter tonight is going to say, and the jumpers are just falling off the front of the rim tonight. Why? Why is this? It, I, I wish I wish I could discover the <laughs> the, the reasons why and the solutions because uh, it, would, it would probably be very profitable. But it's just you know it, it's the, what we talked about last week when the Kings win East. It's you, you come back. It's change of time it's your body clocks a little bit off and you've been traveling and away for a while and as much as you, you say well we're back at home it still feels a little bit like a road game and there's just a little bit of lethargic slug sluggishness that that mentally you got to fight through and i always say it's it's mind over matter and you got to convince yourself uh especially when you know, you, you have an opponent who's coming in that's struggling a little bit. Uh, this, this is definitely a mental uh, mind over matter game. And uh, I think the Kings will overcome. I've got a good feeling about it. You know, Coach, we've talked to you a couple times this year about, you know, how do you handle these tough losses, whether it's your team or the Kings? Well, right now they're actually playing pretty well, I think, for the, the better part of about a 10-game stretch here. How about that side of things when things are going well for the Kings or for the Aggies? You know, we, we say sometimes you don't want to dwell too much on the negatives. You're trying to coach through that, but also maybe you don't want to get too excited for everything that's going well. Like, how do you handle maybe some of the success that you guys go through and that they're going through? Well, I, I actually think sometimes handling the success is a little bit more difficult than handling some of the adversity you know sometimes it's easy to rally the troops when you're going through some tough times and maybe you've been humbled and and uh, guys are it's easier to get refocused but as you're winning the the challenge is you know everybody's telling you how good you're playing how well you're doing and and staying focused on the task at hand and and then I think the other challenge is continuing to get better uh it's we, we we talk all the time it's a lot 
better and easier and a better feeling that as you're winning, you still got to strive to, 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 uh, you know, challenge your team and, and continue to get them to make maybe some of the weaknesses or the things that we're not doing as well, even though we're winning, uh, you know, it could mask some of the things that, uh, are, are not going well, and you got to continue to push guys to get better uh, as you're winning games. Coach Jim Les with us. It was a couple weeks ago. It was after one of the seemingly 50 weird losses the Kings have had this year. And, and Coach Mike Brown, there was a video clip of him that I, I quote tweeted on on Twitter, and and he said we're we're we've got to you know we're taking lessons from these these games. And I my question was, well, what are the lessons? we're taking what what are the lessons we're taking from blowing these leads against the bucks or uh the the, the sons or whatever and i told jason the story this guy i'd never seen on twitter before a uh, uh, young man uh replied and was like it, it was pretty forceful with it but not incredibly rude he said that's because you you're not used to what it takes to build an actual contender that you have to go through these ups and downs and frustrations those are the lessons you're taking. And I had no idea who it was until somebody pointed out two year, two days later that it was Elijah Brown, Mike's son, <laughs> that, <laughs> that was telling me that on Twitter. Obviously, uh, his dad's pretty good at what he does, but I imagine there's some truth to that, Jim. That that turned me around a little bit, that even though as a fan, it's tough to see sometimes. That sometimes he's, you know, as a fan, a disgusting loss, a blown lead. Uh, those things are like body blows in boxing that maybe pay off in the future. Yeah, no question. It's 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 part of the process of becoming an elite team. And you look at the Kings and coming off a really good East Coast trip, and and maybe people, some people have some disappointment. But you got to look at the perspective of where they've been and and some of the other East Coast trips in the past that they've had, and now they come back and it was five and two, correct? Which is mm-hmm. a, I mean, anybody on the West Coast uh, would would take that kind of East Coast swing with the the teams that they played. Um, so, and then it becomes, you know, the challenge of uh, handling success, playing with a lead. Uh, you got to give up some leads sometimes to uh, grow as a unit. You know, we had talked earlier about some issues with Malik Monk and, and uh, coach Brown having to, you know, maybe minutes weren't as, uh, available in certain games because messages are trying to be sent and it's best to send those messages in January and February. Cause you know, as you come down to March and April and the playoff push and seating and playoff games, uh, you need guys locked in and, and you got to go through some of those things in order to be a successful team. And, and, and everybody does it. Everybody has to go through it. Talk with UC Davis basketball coach, Jim Les coach. You guys had a productive trip in Southern California last week, wins over Santa Barbara. I know that, Game meant a lot to you. Followed up with a win against uh, Cal Poly. Now you've got uh, Fullerton tomorrow at home, and I know you're never going to overlook that, but Dave and I were talking about your obstacles this weekend. Uh, fun trip, always to go to Hawaii, uh, but you know, kind of how do you try to make some fun out of a trip like that but also know you're there trying to get another win? Yeah, it's, it's, it's always a, a, a challenge. It's, it's On paper, it looks like a great time and a great trip, and what an awesome – opportunity to get to Hawaii, but it, it's, it's a quick trip and it's a business trip. So uh, we, we try and be mindful about the jet lag and, and making sure that uh, our guys have energy and we're working on our recovery and our nutrition pre and, and post the flight. 
Um, but the, the one thing I'll say is our guys usually get up to play. Hawaii's got a, a great arena. They've got a great following because there are no professional sports teams there. So uh, the people support the program really well. So um, it usually gets our guys, you know, going you know, we're, we're, we're fighting for a conference championship. So every game is important. And we've talked about having no excuses and no regrets. So uh, two big games this week, come check us out at, at the UCU on Thursday at 6 p.m. Fullerton, we had a great game down there. It was a two-point game. We came from behind to win, and uh, we're getting everybody's best shot. So there's, there's some good college basketball going on in, in Davis, so come check us out, and then we'll be off to Hawaii. If anybody wants to come join us, we, we, we could use some fans, some, some, some Aggie fans in blue in Hawaii if you want to join us. Uh, the, the one, and I'm not sure, we haven't talked about this with the guys. I'm, I don't know if they've figured it out oh, yet. No. We've, got of, we've got a lot of Niner fans. Yes. And we will be on the flight during the game. No! Yes, and I'm not sure uh, the airline, I don't want to put them on blast, yeah. has live TV. So uh, oh. we haven't quite figured out how we're going to deal with that just yet. Oh, my goodness gracious. So what do you, I mean, at that point, you just, everybody turn their phones off. And <laughs> you got to do like, everybody turn their phones off, then get on the bus with blindfolds on, yeah. go to an undisclosed site, and then have somebody DVR the game. That's torture, coach. We, we thought about landing and maybe having our own Super Bowl party, That's but cool. I, I don't know. Can, can, can we keep the pilot quiet and not yeah. give an update? I mean, I, I'm not sure it's possible in this day and age to, to, to not know what's happened. So we haven't quite figured out how we're going to handle that just yet. You know, I think you guys might be in a similar situation. The Kings are in OKC and they're coming. No, they're going on. They're continuing their road trip. They play before the Super Bowl. They might miss it as well. Have you ever had a, uh, have you guys been able to, in back of the day, Jim, on Airball 1 or other things, been able to watch a big event on the flight? I'm trying to even remember back then if that was even possible. Yeah, it wasn't even possible. It was it was just a foregone conclusion, conclusion <laughs> that you were going to miss. You were waiting for the paper the next day yeah. to get the result. Wow. So, I'm aging myself, I know. So uh, do, do the Kings have a name for their plane? I don't think so. I think a Delta. <laughs> yeah. that sounds a lot better than airball one yes. I'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> right i mean we go back to it airball one is so legendary and by the way uh i don't want my i don't want my guy greg lucanville spilling beers on me so let me just say right. for back in the day if i remember correctly it was weren't the kings the first team to have their own dedicated plane and it, and i think it was i think i'm right about that but couldn't we have called it like slam dunk one or alley oop one or something better? Something better well, than air, like turnover three? <laughs> actually, Dave, I'll correct you. It was the Pistons. Oh, okay. and, and and the Pistons had the first one, and then they won a championship. So then everybody jumped on board. But the, the Kings were one of the first few uh, teams that did it. So so we were unbelievably. Uh, fortunate and, and blessed to have that opportunity. Because if you remember when we were flying commercial, and that's how old I was playing in the league, is you if you had a back-to-back, you had to be on the first flight out of that particular town to get to your destination for that game that night. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of you're sitting in an airport at 4.30 a.m., uh, 5 o'clock a.m. for that 5.50 flight because you had to be on it. And you can imagine – the, the toll that it took on bodies and 
and and guys were, were not having any days off back in those days. Yeah. Everybody was playing and playing a lot of minutes. So the the advent of the private plane and being able to get to places after the game was huge and 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 a huge luxury. I just have a visual, Dave, of like Ralph Sampson in a center seat, middle aisle. You Absolutely, know, that's awful. Yeah, that's rough. Did the veterans yeah, I, get taken care of, Coach? Pardon me. Did the veterans at least get taken care of? Maybe an aisle seat or first class well, or something. It, it was the collective bargaining agreement that the, the players had to be in first class. Okay. Yeah. Now, when I was a rookie with the Utah Jazz, I was the low man on the totem pole. <laughs> so, back in those days, there were only twelve first class class flights, and Frank Layden had in his contract he had to fly first class. Mm. So I became the 13th guy. So I was in coach, which didn't matter for me. I was just happy to be on the team. Are you kidding me? I right. would have, I would have flown with baggage underneath <laughs> the, the, the fuselage to, 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 to be on the team. But I do remember at the end of that year, based on the collective bargaining agreement that they had to pay me the difference between the coach Ooh. and the first class ticket. So Ooh. that was a, that was a, it might've been more than I was making as a player. Uh, <laughs> So that was a good perk for me. So I, nice. I, I didn't mind sitting back in, in coach, uh, knowing I was being compensated for it. Well, I know we got to wrap up, but if I remember correctly, now were those the days where start of the road trip, you get the uh, yellow manila envelope with the cash in it for your per diem? That was it. Oof. Those were the days. Oof. Yeah. Nice. Uh, at poker money, basically. <laughs> yeah. You, uh, I, it, it, it was liquid. And then the Dick Mata days, uh, he had all these incentives, and I'm not sure how we circumvented the salary cap with this, but all of our shooting drills and, and hitting certain numbers, uh, was uh, those were paydays. So oh. those were those were big events. The concentration level was high uh, for those <laughs> shooting games because if you hit certain numbers, you were walking out of there with a little extra green, which was nice. Nice, Jim Les joining us. Jim, uh, I think I have I've uh, narrowed down my guess is how you're uh, getting to Hawaii, and I've been spending half this interview, Jason. I'll tell you just cruising around looking to see if live TV is offered. Uh, you get a ton of TV shows. But I don't think uh, I don't think you're. Well, yeah, yeah, I, I know. So I, I know we, we we've been enlisting. I don't know. Maybe maybe somebody can has a a super duper hot spot that we can. <laughs> yes. You know, stream the game somehow. I, I don't think it's possible, but. Uh, uh, so we'll have to figure out, do not text me, call me. Right. I want to know the score. I'm going to try and watch it if that's possible. Well, if we can help in any way, we've got a nice big uh, production room downstairs. We could roll a TV in there. <laughs> yes. You guys just come out to the radio station. We'll set it up. We'll get some popcorn. You just let us know. And good luck uh, this weekend. Yes. Uh, good luck against Fullerton uh, uh, tomorrow, as a matter of fact. And then uh, good luck Saturday uh, against Hawaii, Coach. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Have a good week. All you right, too. Take care. Oh, that's that's torture. That's so yeah. bad. I think that's, I mean, if it was truly just their plane, which it's not, yeah. I think they could get away with it. But, I mean, there's there's going to be other passengers. And so, you know, if you land, you and I, like, we were on the flight. Hey, Dave, you see that Moody kicked a game-winning field goal to win it. Woo, Niner! You know, like, how is that not going to get out? I'm, I'm telling you right now, like, if I'm on that plane, uh-huh. and I love flying that airline, by yeah. the way, it really sucks they don't have live TV. Um, I got the AirPods in, dude. I'm obsessed. Like I know exactly when the game's beginning. Yeah, and then I am just like I will. I'll, I'll 
I'll put blinders on. Like I will put my hand. I, I I would do everything I possibly could to basically not like maybe even leave my luggage there and then just go straight somewhere and mm-hmm. watch it on my phone. Something. Yeah. But I don't even know. I mean, if I'm a player on the team, which is probably why I'm not. I think part of me is like, mm, am I I'm missing this game? Am I sick? Yeah. I feel like I'm a little bit sick. <laughs> Coach, I don't have the energy to make this trip at all. Yeah. And then the coach would probably say, well, if you don't, why don't you go check out our friends in American Energy Heating and Air and book your $49 furnace tune-up and safety inspection to D. All right, Carmichael Dave here for American Energy Heating and Air. And they want to exceed your expectations of everything, but especially the heating and air industry. Your customer experience is number one for them. Making your home comfort system as efficient as possible. It's also tied for number one with them. But also value. Now, you get this $49 tune-up and safety inspection. It can prevent dangerous gas leaks. It'll extend the life of your furnace. And it will help you save on your energy bills. And and as I say in every one of these, it's not a sales service call. It's none of that. They're not going to try to shoehorn stuff in there. They're just going to come out and tune up your furnace. Call today to schedule your appointment at 916-520-9990. That's 916-520-9990. Go to AmericanEnergyAir.com and make the greater Sacramento area proud since 1981. American Energy dot, American Energy Air, I should say. AmericanEnergyAir.com. Tell them Carmichael Dave sent you a 30-second break. And then we're back with 3 for Madness brought to you by Firewings. We'll do that next. Questions, three answers. It's three for madness on the Carmichael Dave Show with Jason Ross. Here's question one. Coming up at eight, Katie. Meal for Goso at nine, live from Vegas. Just telling you right at the start of the show, uh, Doc Rivers in his first five games is one and four. Each of their losses. They had a 19-point lead against the Jazz, a 15-point lead against Dallas, a 13-point lead against Denver, and a 7-point lead against Phoenix. Now, they should hire Adrian Griffin. Yeah, you know what? He's available. Yeah. God, talk about a disaster class right yeah. now. Uh, Firewings brings you three for Madness and Chris Verlade. Chris, question one. What is an acceptable record in these pre-break games? And by the way, speaking of Firewings, just real quick, I... I was telling you about the fried chicken last night. Mm-hmm. I made a super proud dad moment because my son turns to me at one point. He goes, well, oh, so if you're frying your own chicken, I'm just curious, could you fry your own and make it uh, like fried Malaysian curry? I was <laughs> like, oh, my God, that is such a great idea. Yeah, you could. I think I could. Yeah. So we'll have to try that next. There you go. Uh, what's an acceptable record? All right. So they play tonight, 7 p.m. right here on 1140. Uh, one, two, three, four, uh, five at games before the break. Detroit, home Denver, home Detroit, at OKC, at Phoenix, at Denver. What is acceptable? Two and three? I I know, man, but I think two and three or above. Anything above two and three is like, okay. Yeah. Because two and three means you're you're beating Detroit. And then you gotta either beat Denver here or on the road or OKC or Phoenix on the road. And and my my money would probably be on on OKC or Phoenix, uh, especially hopefully they remember that blown lead in Phoenix last time. Mm-hmm. I think anything above 2 and 3 is great and 2 and 3 will walk away like, you know, well, kiss the sister, but 
wasn't that bad. Yeah. I think the Phoenix game's really important because of tiebreakers, where they are standings relevant to the Kings. I wrote two and three as well because I, I part of it two and three is where I think the last four are so brutal. Mm-hmm. But if you do win tonight, that's an if. I don't think you want to go into the break with four straight losses. No. So you got to find a way to get another one. So acceptable is the term. So I would say two. Um, you want more than that, but two and three would be acceptable. Watching well, like four and one, be great. Yeah, would that Let's be awesome? Go. Hey. What if they went five and zero? Oh? What if it was four and one? Uh-huh. But tonight was the L. Take it. But I'll, you'd that's be a furious. Job. You'd be furious tomorrow. Oh, totally. Yeah. No, no doubt, no doubt. Because I'm just gonna guess they wouldn't win the next four straight. Right. But if you told me right now, I would take a 48 point home blowout by the Pistons. If you, if I knew that. I wish we're you weren't a liar. Come on, of course I would. If I knew we were gonna win the Jason. Chris. No, what if you don't know? You can't know. Well, then no, of course not. Of course, of course not. Chris is laughing. But I'm saying like. But that on. ultimately is like, so tomorrow I'd be like, Dave, they could win the next four. Like, they can't win the next four. And then, was that my Incredible Dave? Incredible Dave. <laughs> that was that. Uh, How was that, Chris? Pretty good? Very good. Yeah. Can I hear that again? Like, what, what would I say? Chris the- probably has the audio of it. Chris, you want to play it again? <laughs> I got to find it. Oh, I thought. Yeah, All right. Thought I'll, I'll, I'll go a step further with you guys. If you knew that they would win the next four, the all-time record for largest victory in NBA history, the Memphis Grizzlies and the Oklahoma City Thunder, December 3rd, 2021, 73 points, 152 to 79. So that record's broken tonight. 74. the, 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 The Pistons beat us by 74 but you know you win. Okay, you know you're going to win the next four. Yeah. But you also know that you are going to hold the record for largest blowout you in know NBA what? history. Timing is probably everything. I couldn't think of a better time to lose by 74 than right now. Super Bowl week, yep. trade deadline. Like there'll be egg on the face. Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, <laughs> really like so localized. But yeah. like nationally, I mean, think it'd be a story. Wow, Detroit, the worst team in the league, one of the right. worst ever, beat Sacramento by 74 points in NBA. Oh, the. Hawks have just traded. You know what I mean? It's just like everything would move so fast. And then if we knew the Kings were going to win the next four, we'd be like, yeah, that's dumb. They can't win the next four. (laughs) That was worse. That was terrible. (laughs) That's that's, that's right. That's me. They can't win the next four. 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 Number two, please. Question two. Will you be upset if there aren't any moves? I mean, I'll naturally be like disappointed. Oh, okay. But I, I, I will tell you this. I won't be as bothered as I was last year because of last year. I, I, I mean, I think history means something. And just because, look, they didn't hmm. make any moves last year. I mean, Kessel Edwards didn't make any moves last year. If and they, they lost by 74 and they didn't make any moves. <laughs> then, then it's like, you got to make a move. <laughs> yeah. But last year, Monty stayed put, and it was the right move. That doesn't mean it would be the same this year, but I guess my point is this. Yes, of course I want to move. I'm a fan. I want. It's exciting. But I trust the front office. If there wasn't a move, there's a reason why there wasn't. You know, there's the last two-minute report, very transparent. Yeah. What if we could get these were the 15 offers made oh, or yes. given to the Kings? Yes. And we could all evaluate I and would go, love that so oh, much. Oh, I'm so glad they didn't make that. Oh, but they didn't make that trade? I you would know? love that. 
That'd you would really hate cool. you would hate it. Why? Well, because you hate the last two minute report. I why? do hate that. So why wouldn't you be like, this isn't helpful? It just shows. I know, but I kind of want to know <laughs> really what was off. They, you know, yeah. If if transparency, like, hey, I would buy your house. What, what? And you don't get to know the offer. He offered that. What a great, what a great new thing for the NBA. If every offer was public. had to be officially no had to be oh, officially we had to approve. no so it had to be officially submitted in writing but it was kept secret mm-hmm. and then let's say that like the day before free agency uh Woj and Shams had like a, a show list. and they read the list off of every single offer made and then free agency and, like yeah. players are finding out like you 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 try to trade me yeah. for this it's like when people's uh, hall of fame ballot has to be public it's yes like, who was the one who voted well, yes. it maybe affects your your deals. Your That's offers. right. I want to know. Yeah, I want to know. I do want to know. Number three. Question three. What do you expect tonight? A win. Here's what I expect. I expect that I I expect at some point the Pistons and this is going to be a sneak preview of my three in the key. Uh, the Pistons will have a double digit lead at some point. I I I believe like last that. time. I think so. Yes, yeah. I do. I think the Pistons will have a double digit lead. I think at some point G Man's gonna and Jason, you'll have to to to, to monitor this one's gonna make a comment about the King's uh free throws or jump shots or something being short or off the front of the rim, something to that effect. Uh and then I think the Kings in the end will pull out a mildly satisfying satisfying yet slightly disappointing uh victory. Yeah. Um, I, I wrote it down a sluggish win. A sluggish win. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's what might happen tonight. Just kind of power through yeah. kind of all the things you said, just like, yeah. Why is this so difficult today? But all the factors of one who they're playing, two how coming home, all the stuff we talked about with Coach Les, but hopefully just a sluggish win, slimy, yeah, move slow, yeah, all the things that find a way, right? Exactly. All right, we'll take a break. Uh, when we come back, I guess we didn't decide what we want to do here, so we'll have Super Bowl sounds coming to you. Super Bowl sounds. Super Bowl sounds coming up next. They can't win the next four. Black and purple. It's the Carmichael Dave Show with Jason Ross on your local sports leader, Sacktown Sports. Hey, welcome back. It's Dave, it's Jason, it's Chris. Katie in a half an hour. Emil live from Vegas in an hour and a half. Uh, we got all your coverage for you. Uh, Styles and Watkins will be yeah. broadcasting live. And we said, you know, they can't crosstalk, but that doesn't mean that uh, Alan can't do his little walk and talk videos. Oh, yeah. This is uh, just from 12 minutes ago, Jason. Okay. Here we go. Just finished the pre-show workout. You know we had to get it in. We're already starting off rough. What? Really? I want to remind you he's working out. Just finished pre-show workout. I had to get it in because I work out because I'm working out. Come on, well, we man. both work out at 4 a.m. That's true, but we yeah. don't do videos about true. it. We don't have to tell everybody. We're just working out. I'm freaking jacked. Yeah, bro. Just finished the pre-show workout. You know we had to get it in. And Radio Row, if you thought it was lit before, let me tell you, they haven't seen the likes of Styles and Watkins 
We got it going Wednesday through Friday, 10 a.m., 2 p.m. You already know what it is. Who do we have today? Just to name a few. Michelle Beadle, Rod Brooks, Laura Britt, Tori Smith, Brock Hoard, Ronnie Lott, Michael Lombardi. That's just day one. That's just day one. 10 Hold on a second. Who? Friday, 10 a.m., 2 p.m. You already know what it is. Who do we have today? Just to name a few. Michelle Beadle, Rod Brooks, Laura Britt, Tori Smith, Brock Hoard, Ronnie Lott, Michael Lombardi. That's just day one. That's just day one. 10 a.m., 2 p.m. I don't know what's going to happen when everybody else sees what we got going on at the Sacktown Sports booth. We got some open slots. If you want to be a part of the show, holla at your boy. I know a guy. And that guy is me, and that guy is Chris Watkins. Hit up Jay Johnson as well. We got you. Stop. Mm, nice. Very good. Yeah. No love for Nate Littlefield. <laughs> at all. I saw Nate in the background. Was he in the, oh, back- the background? <laughs> Just <laughs> laying down in the, <laughs> the table. I will tell you this. It is great that Nate is there because he does very well in stressful environments. Oh, very well. Proven. If His there, mother told us so. If there is somebody I want when the, the you-know-what hits the thing, yeah. it's Nate Littlefield. Yes. Calm, cool, collected. So I am really stoked for that lineup. Yes. And that's just day one. Also, I mean, Ronnie Lott, Michelle Beadle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he did mangle Brock Heward's name, but that's fine. We'll let it go. Yeah. Um, our friends Brock and Sock yeah. up, up in Seattle. Um, but, like, remember, Jason, like, we went and got snacks. We went and got snacks. Wasn't that a trip you were on where... I went to the grocery store, right. and we got, like, the whole, like, we had energy bars right. and M&Ms and all that. And, like, and, and like mornings are just terrible out there. West Coast mornings. Yeah. Next year will be different. That, that's, that, that ain't going to fly in New Orleans. Right. When we're, we're on beads, baby. Eight to noon. Jumbo. Incredibly. Yes. All the Cajun foods. Yeah. We're going to do the show live from Dookie Chase. Oh, my God. That would be our own personal radio. Yeah. And nobody else is allowed. Who's turning down to go there, right? Nobody. Did you ever see Bill Simmons do the food challenge with his friend House and uh, Cousin Sal in New Orleans? Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. That is a must-see. Did it end badly? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Basically, they were trying to eat as much as they could in New Orleans. Woof. You can get in a lot of trouble. Yeah, that's your city. That is. Well, I mean, it's your city, but but I love that city. That's where we were originally going to go next week was there, but then that kind of fell apart. I'm sad. I haven't been there in like three years. And I miss it. Go straight yeah. to the gumbo shop. Did it, the last time you go there, there's a huge pandemic that happened right Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. no, no. Last time I went there. So, yeah. Well, four years. Because that's where I got, I think, well, you don't know, but I'm pretty sure I had COVID on the way back because it was February of what, 2020? And I was in the middle of the start of modern Mardi Gras. <laughs> and I've just got, I'm bringing back videos of me surrounded by thousands of people. No one's wearing anything. Yeah. You know, we're just whatever. And Pants. then, and then, yeah. Mm, and then I, I'm, dead for the next week and a half i was just it's as sick as i've ever been in my life there's nothing like a well i wouldn't say cross country but there's nothing like a nice long flight when you've got when you were just absolutely feeling terrible and i was but i did wear a mask on the flight there you go before masks were masky and save your comments but if covid aside if you don't feel well you're getting on a plane you should wear a mask please thank you right 
And it was, Could you imagine like someone's wearing a mask sitting next to you and you're just like, oh, God, look at this idiot. Uh, no, no, I will say this. If somebody's wearing a mask next to me, I am a little more nervous because I'm like, well, why are you wearing the mask? I'm, like, I'm appreciative yes. of them wearing it. But I'm also like, how about three rows down? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) I am like, hey, thank you. I don't have to look at your face and you're being nice. Thinking of others. What a concept. Of of all the things, we'll get to Super Bowl sound here because I don't want to piss everybody off. But of all the things people could ever get upset about, somebody else wearing a mask has to be like the weirdest one to me. Like, why do I care if you're wearing a mask? It's a huge impact on Imagine, like, if you had a cut and you've got a bandage and someone's like, oh, wow, okay, loser, you're wearing a bandage? Pretty job with the bandage, stupid. Yeah. Like, I don't... How does that affect me? Wear right. the mask. Wear a whole face mask. Wear a helmet and a hockey mask and a mask and five masks underneath. scuba tanks. Right. Like the big... Why do I care? Is your mask touching me? No? Then I'm good. I don't care. We're 17 masks. Whatever. And if you don't think it does anything, then so what? Then they... Great. Then it doesn't do anything. Right. It doesn't bother you. You don't have to look at someone's dumb face. I loved COVID. I was good looking during COVID. <laughs> I had great eyes. Uh, here's... Uh, let's see. Uh, remember yesterday when we played the Roger Goodell thing, we didn't have the question? Yes. We have the question now. As of this press conference, the NFL media newsroom still employs zero black managers, zero black copy editors, zero full-time black employees on the news desk, and your only full-time black employee, uh, Larry Campbell, passed away over the weekend. Okay, I just, I want to stop it there. Uh, I'm not trying to make light of anyone passing away. It hits home a little extra, though, when it's like, and your only full-time black employee right. literally died last weekend before the Super Bowl. Kind of kind of helps bring the point home here. Now, Mr. Trotter, just Jim Trotter, who's not here, um, you know, for whatever reason, over the last years has asked you why that is the case. And for a league that has more than 60% African-Americans that play, that play the game, uh, and I know that you're a man of conscience, how does knowing this sit well with you, uh, you know, and after two years of being asked this question, why has it not been any change or any hires in that area? Well, I, I disagree completely with you. There hasn't been any change. Uh, I, I'm happy to get your data and share it with our people and make sure that we get an answer for you. I don't have all the data. I will tell you that the first time ever, 51% of our employees across the league, across the network, across all of our media platforms, not including players, are either people of color or women. First time ever. So progress is being made, and there are areas where we still need to work and we need, still need to improve, whether it's offensive assistance or maybe people in our media room. We will continue to do that and make, a, make significant progress as we have. Okay, well, you know, I feel like you can do better. But, I, but you know, also, like, if that's a real stat, like I said yesterday, 51%, you know. And, look, I'm all for, like, oh, I don't want to get it. Like, look, merit is merit and whatever and best people for the job and all that. But 51% women and people, that's for the NFL. Mm-hmm. If that's real, like, I mean. You want them to showcase it. Highlight yes. It. Yeah. Yes. Like, why wouldn't you showcase that? That's pretty, that's pretty, that's really kind of phenomenal. Uh, let's go back to the game, though. Uh, Brock Purdy on uh, having such a great supporting cast around him. For me as a quarterback coming into the league, it's it's been a blessing to you know have such a great supporting cast around me. Um, obviously, the keys weren't just given to me or anything; it had, had to be earned. 
And, um, you know, I've come in day one just obviously trying to learn Kyle's system, his playbook, and, and earn the respect of my teammates. And then over time, I've, I've been able to, you know, step into that role and be ready for my opportunity. And um... Oh, sorry. Chris was talking about here. That was weird timing. I thought the clip was yeah. still going on. Um, he's about as humble as they come. Yes, he is. Did you <laughs> I got Did you hear the question yesterday posed to him? To uh, Brock? To Brock Purdy. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't necessarily disagree with the premise here, but well, let, let me just let me just play the clip for okay. you. And you tell me if you agree or disagree here. I haven't. That's my first time hearing it. Yeah. He doesn't know who it is, does he? I don't know if it's that he doesn't know who it is or, like, he just doesn't want to comment on it because he's so uh, averse when it comes to – I, I, I have a feeling he doesn't know who he is. Yeah, the way really? he – the way he – looking at him, I don't think he knew it. No. Really? I don't think so. But, yeah, I mean, immediately if you were told that – that you look like one of the famous, uh, most famous, yeah, like, infamous. Uh, no, I haven't heard it, and I would rather not. So be they say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that picture? No, the one you had. Nope. Yeah. The no, no. One more. There you go. I mean, it, I, I see it. I see it. I yes, I definitely see it. No, you definitely like on that see one, it. Like the De- picture of him holding the gun in the newspaper. Sure, it Chris, looks just one. like him. Let's see. <laughs> right? Like, I think if you not took some one. current pictures of Brock Purdy yeah, and you not, black and whited them, yeah. it would really drive it I mean, home. it's not far off by any means. No, I think if you, like, took this picture in the background out and put it in black and white yeah. and then compared it to that one. But, but his reaction, like, oh, no, I haven't really. Maybe he Like, I think know. there'd be more like, whoa, uh, no, I haven't yeah, heard if that. If someone said, like, you look like a serial killer, I'm like, hey, shut up. I'm like, yeah, what are like, you talking I've, about? I've never heard that, and I don't want to hear well, that. Well, and, like, for example, when you think about, like, the worst people of all time to be compared to, right? So, like, who's number one? Easy. Who's number one you don't want to be compared Hitler to? Or Hitler. Yeah. Right. But here's the thing about Hitler. He had a mustache. Right. And a very specific mustache. So unless you. That ha- nobody could ever have again. No, but I'm saying. Except unless Michael Jordan that one time. <laughs> uh, no, in the commercial. Haynes commercial. Yeah. yeah. But unless you have that very specific mustache and look like him and you also have to like do your hair like him. Like you can't just be like naturally look like Hitler. You have to. You, <laughs> you have to put in some work. <laughs> you have to work to look like Hitler. Okay. That's a fact. Lee Harvey Oswald, though, clean shaven. So if you're just Brock Purdy, just Brock Purdying around, that's not your fault. Saddam Hussein, mustache. Lenin, mustache. John? Tom Selleck, mustache. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, I kind of I kind of see where you're going. But there's a he difference if, like, hey, has anybody ever told you you look like Lee Harvey Oswald versus, hey, has anyone ever told you you look like Brad Pitt? Yeah, then I'd be like, like all wow. the time. Yeah. And it's really embarrassing for him. Yes. <laughs> we'll take a break. When we return, uh, Katie is coming up at the top of the hour, but trade deadline. Let's go back the last five years of the NBA trade deadline for your Sacramento Kings and, and how they did. And while you're waiting for the trade deadline, one of the things the Kings might actually want to do with Malik Monk this summer, needing to re-sign him, and we haven't talked enough about this, Jason, now we got to go to break, is they're going to try to, they may try to save a little bit of money. That's another thing that they have to, 
think about is you've got things you need to do. You might want to make sure you get a little bit more in the bank. So whether it's making a trade to get rid of money or maybe it's participating in Wing Day Wednesday where for 88 cents, you can get a bone-in or boneless wing. 88 cents! 10 wings, $8.80. I just did the math in my head. How about that? Let's go to firewings.com. You know you can order right now. Even though they're not open at 745 in the morning, you can open right now and you can pick it up whenever. Pick it up at lunch, pick it up at dinner, pick it up at lunch and dinner. Double up. One flavor for lunch, one flavor for dinner, two flavors for lunch, two flavors for dinner. Do whatever you want. Mix it up. Don't care. In addition to Wing Day Wednesday, where all wings are 88 cents, you also got your your fries, your seasoned fries. You got your ramen. You got your Nashville Hot Fire Chicken Sandwich. And more. And more. Go to firewings.com. Find the location nearest you. Tell them Carmichael Dave sent you. Firewings, just wing it. Last five years of the trade deadline. We'll go back and look at it now. Jason Ross. From the 209, Dave, you look like Nick Sirianni after a rough week in Vegas. That's from Tim in the 209. Uh, let's see. Let's bring up Nick Sirianni here. And, uh, could be a fifth cousin twice removed, I guess. Not a bad looking guy. No, not a good looking guy. No, he's fine. He's fine. Yeah. We mean he's like he's fine. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah. Um, would we be fine with no moves on the trade deadline? Maybe. Katie, I would say the masses would not be. You know what, Jason? You gonna put that out there? Let's make that today's poll question okay. of the day. Uh, oops, almost played that clip by accident. Um, <laughs> all right, <laughs> would you be fine if the Kings made no? Trade deadline moves. Yes. Problem with this is that you just have to. You there's so much con- like we right. go back to the thing we said earlier. Wouldn't it be great to know what offers are legitimately out there? Because I think I know I'm guilty and everybody's guilty of this. So let's just pick a team. Somebody makes a move and it's a, like a surprising one. The what whatever team the Lakers get somebody and they go they gave up. Two second round picks for that? Like, why weren't we involved in that? Like, that's a right. common one because I'll also go like, yeah, that's. I would have thought it would take a lot more to get that player. I mean, sometimes you got to be there for the deal. Yeah, <laughs> maybe you weren't in the conversation. Right. But I know that half the answers here. Well, it wouldn't be fine, but it'd be okay. Yeah, you yes. know what I mean. Yeah, <clears throat> Dorcas. Huh. You know what I mean. 2019, Sacramento Kings traded Scalabca, Iman Shumpert. Uh, Zach Randolph and Josh Jackson, and they got Caleb Swanigan, Alec Burks, and Harrison Barnes. Yeah, those were different moves, but yeah. Uh, let's put it like this. Uh, great move. Mm-hmm. Honestly. The totality of all. I mean, there's yeah. a couple different moves tied together, but yeah. Yeah, but just when you moves. look at who came, who went out and who came in, mm-hmm. good move. Yep. 
Uh, and that was Lotte that, uh, that yes. did that deal, as a matter mm-hmm. of fact. Remember uh, Harrison Barnes finding out on the bench, you're going to Sacramento. Yeah. And still here, has been a multi-year starter, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2020, Dwayne Dedman uh, for Alex Lennon and Jabari Parker. After Dedman was the big off-season move. That's one of those moves, man, that I was real like. We got George Hill, Dwayne Dedman, I feel like we got somebody Vince, else. Uh, Vince Carter, Carter Zach yeah. Randolph, too? Or may, I might be mixed. No, Randolph was um, traded already, yeah. That's right. Because uh, I, I just read yeah. that literally <laughs> five seconds ago. Uh, Ariza? Was that yeah, off-season? Yeah, might have been. Corey Joseph? <laughs> yeah, it was a big off-season. Anyway. Yeah, because Len's still on the team. Yeah. Good move. <laughs> okay. Uh, in 2021, you traded uh, Corey Joseph, Nemanja Bielica, and you added DeLon Wright, Mo Harkless, Chris Silva. I forgot Chris Silva played here. Yeah. And uh, Terrence Davis. Now, Terrence Davis was for a second-round pick. That that That's, that's a heck that of was. a move on the margins right mm-hmm. there. Uh, that here, right, he got hurt. He's out for, he's oh, out that's for the rest, I think. Uh, again, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, okay. De- DeLon Wright, somebody uh, that they're actually rumored to yeah. be interested in bringing back. 2022. Oof. You traded Marvin Bagley. Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heald, and Tristan Thompson. You get DeMontis Sabonis, uh, one of the holidays. Justin. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, it was uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike Lamb. <laughs> or da- Jeremy. Dante DiVincenzo, who's, uh, by, by the way, on quite the run right now. Mm-hmm. Have you seen this? Yeah. Trey Lyles and Josh Jackson was picked ahead of De'Aaron Fox. Yes. Well, I mean... That is a franchise-changing deadline. Yeah. A franchise-changing situation right there. And here's what I know. Uh, Since 2022, the Kings have made the playoffs every single year. Mm -hmm. They're set to make the playoffs this year. They have a better record than they did last year. They made the big trade with Indiana. Yeah. Uh, And the Kings currently in the tougher conference are 29-20. and Indiana's 29 and 23. Yeah. And sometimes, like in that, like those are two different moves with addition by subtraction. Bagley was a tough one because I understood why they had, when they had him here, trying to make it work. And, and you just keep trying, but like that, they had to, they had to move him. They just had to. Yeah. It, some, it had to be him or Fox. Yeah. It had to be him or Fox. No, I was talking about Bagley. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Were, I apologize. Yeah. Not Halliburton. Yeah. No, Bagley. Because you were kind of, if he's here, you got to figure, like, is he going to be the guy or can he be a guy? And right. there were nights he was fine, but it just it just wasn't going to happen. And it and it just, Bagley's always going to be the one. Forget the Lucas stuff right. and everything we get surrounding it. They, they that. They missed that. But that even after that, once you've established that he's your player, yeah. it just. It's tough because, right. you know, and, and forget the Lucas stuff, forget the dad stuff. Yeah. He's one of those guys that, like, was Marvin Bagley, has Marvin Bagley been a bust so far? Absolutely. But also, like, it, he wasn't like the other bus you see where, like, they just stink. Yeah, no, he wasn't like, terrible. No, there, and there were glimpses. Like, right. this is a guy that has had 20 rebounds before. has had 30 points before. Like, this is a dude that you can see an all-star caliber player deep down inside. Yeah. But between injuries and, you know, let's just be honest, being able to string together the games just has never happened. He's one that has NBA talent. And I feel like if you played him and you consistently, if you started him on whatever team and you played him 30 minutes, he's probably going to be around 16 and eight. And that's fine. Yeah. But I also, then you look at it, you go, is what's he doing to help you though? It doesn't feel like it feels like he's getting minutes and has talent. Right. And will do something, but 
There wasn't a lot of beneficial minutes. He's not passing and he's not assisting. Mm -mm. Uh, Speaking of all-star caliber players, uh, how about nine points, nine rebounds, seven assists, and a steal in just 20 minutes on 60% shooting last night for Ben Simmons? With all-world defense. I'm just saying how about it. I'm not saying was he guarding Kyrie? He was guarding was no guarding Luca. He was guarding uh he was guarding, I'm gonna say he was guarding Derek Jones Jr. And Derek Jones Jr. was one of three for two points. And he started in twenty two minutes. Locked down. Locked him down. I mean, did Kyrie and Luca combine for seventy one points? Yes. Mm. Did the Mavericks beat them by ten in Brooklyn? Yes. Was that Ben Simmons' fault? Yes. Uh, I'll tell you this. Of all the starters, only Ben Simmons and Spencer Dinwiddie were pluses. Ben Simmons was a plus one. Uh, Mikal Bridges, who had 28 points, minus 18. Hmm. That tells you that with Ben Simmons on the floor, they were better. Played the wrong guy. Future King, Ben Simmons. We'll take a break. When we come back, Katie Christensen will join us right after this.